0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the clique. Isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea. Yeah. Peter Woo! 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 Give me a hell yeah! A little bit of the bubbly. Woo! It, 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 it <laughs> no, this is
1: power line. Woo! I am uh, the man!
0: We need it It's shocking following episode is scheduled
1: for one fall and it is for your listening pleasure this is in the click what's up everybody baby huey here and joining me once again is my good brother from the bullet cast it's philip how's it going man
0: huey it's saturday i know saturday, saturday. Saturday evening, um, I, I received a text message the other day, Baby Huey. I'm going to read it to you. Okay. As it pertains to you, my show, and you know this show, since since I'm on it, yeah. Uh, where 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 is it at? Where is it at? One more thing: the show feels weird since you lost the Bullet Cast title. Please win your title back. <laughs> that was from a um, if, if you've heard of me promote HD for life. Yeah, new graffiti company on what is it? Teespring is now Spring dot com, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. so your he, name.
0: You know, we were talking about uh, some stuff going on, and then he he sent me that, and I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. I I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I miss being champion. You know what? I, you know what I mean? It
1: feels that, good to be champion. It, baby. it does feel.
0: It does feel good. That's why Tom Brady signed a one year extension with the Bucks because it feels good to win. Exactly. It feels good to be the guy. It Feels good to be the man.
1: It's actually. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. I can hear. Is your microphone hitting your beard? I hear like it a, might, I hear it scratching might be, sound. It might be
0: hitting my beard. Oh, is, there, is, that, is, is that better? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> just, I was looking. I was
1: like, why are you scratching sound? I'm, I thought I'm, it was like the forbidden door opening like on dynamite with that weird audio glitch that they had. Oh,
0: dude. Let's not <laughs> even talk about. Well, I, oh, oh, Jesus so, Christ. Okay.
1: Well, still <laughs> side note. Okay. So, uh, I was watching, you know, the East Coast feed of Dynamite live at like five o'clock our time on the TNT app. And I heard like that weird audio issue that was going on during the Ethan Page match. And I guess it was a feed from like a, a basketball game <laughs> being uh, piped in. And it was like this weird. You hear like the wrestling match, Shivani, Jim Ross, Excalibur doing the call. And then hear the audio from like an arena. Uh I was like, that's weird. And then I rewatched Dynamite this morning and I was curious is it still there and I noticed it wasn't so on my DVR at home it records the West Coast feed. So I'm guessing by the time Dynamite uh, aired here on the West Coast, they cut out that audio issue. I'm like, oh, thank God. So, uh, yeah, for you East Coast people, you got to hear this crazy noise. And then here on the West Coast, yeah, it was all cleaned up for us. So that's one benefit living on the West Coast, the best yeah, coast.
0: Yeah, man. I, <laughs> let's not start another one. Let's not start another one. Uh, I, I heard the squeaks, and I'm like, is somebody running suicides? Like, what is that?
1: Yes. Like, I was like, what's, what's going on? God. No, it was, it was just so weird. It was just and and overall dynamite. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, a, some a good, lot, some bad.
0: A lot of stuff did happen, but more importantly, back to the Bullet Cast <laughs> Championship. Sorry, okay, go please. You, you know, like. I I miss being champion. You know what I mean? Like Brandon had the idea that we just retire the title and both of us are the last champion forever. That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted to do. And you say I'm power hungry. Wow. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, you know what? And we got you you know what, Huey? What's that? You know what? I'd like to make a, a, a nice announcement right here on the show. Okay. I'd like to change things up. You know how I like to do it here. The Bullet Cast Championship will be on the line for both nights of NXT Takeover: Stand and Deliver, and both nights of WrestleMania. Hey
1: man, that's fine. It's on, the,
0: it's on the line four times in one week. I hope to win them all. I hope to be the greatest champion in the in the history of the world.
1: I'll just put it out there to all the clicksters: I am a, 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 a the people's champion, a oh. workers a workers champion, working champion. I will let gladly let me see that eyebrow.
0: It. Let me see that eyebrow. There you go. I don't know.
1: I got it behind me. I got the. Re- the cardboard cutout of the rock behind me. So there, it's right. Hey, there. The, the champ is
0: here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got Big John behind me. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh,
1: so thank you once again to all the clicksters out there for tuning in. And as always, remember, subscribe to In the Click on your favorite podcast platform. Also, uh, follow us on your favorite social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and get the merch by clicking the link in our bio at InTheClick at gmail.com. Man so much to talk about on this episode of dynamite it was the fallout episode from AEW Revolution i've never seen a pay-per-view i feel like it dissects so much in recent memory so you and i we did our AEW Revolution review we just dissected that thing you know top to bottom especially the fi- the finish and then i recorded with john larocca the next night we talked about that finish some more and even richard Richard, who doesn't watch AEW, he already told me he wants to break down that barbed wire death match, exploding death match, oh, I uh, when be, I record I, with him.
0: I have to be there for that. Hit me up. I'll, I'll <laughs> gladly jump on. I have okay. thoughts, too. Okay. Dude, but speaking of AEW Revolution, I threw this on the BulletCast Instagram four yes. hours ago. That is the highest grossing non wwe wrestling show in the United States since 1999. They, wow. they got $6 million in revenue. So
1: I'm guessing from, from streams, right? From all the like Fight TV and BR Live p- purchases, yeah. I, would, I would imagine.
0: And do you know who liked it? Team <laughs> Taz's Will Hobbs. Nice, of course. Shout, well, shout out. You know, friend of the show. Friend yeah. of both shows. Yeah,
1: Bay Area's own.
0: Yeah, but that, that's, uh, what was it? East Palo Alto. Uh, Oakland's most violent, even though it's from East Palo <laughs> I Don't Ohio. ask
1: John Moxley. John Moxley, who's an Ohio guy, has no idea how the Bay Area structure is.
0: I, I just watched this Cage Fighter uh his cage fighter movie today. Oh really? How was that? It was actually interesting. I forgot Christian was in it. I'm like, Oh, there's a tie They're there. There's some Christian? things that- Christian. Yeah. He played Christian cage, M- Christian cage. Yes. He played an <laughs> MMA reporter in there. Oh there, my there.
1: G- Oh really? He did. Yeah, I, I, got, I, I got to text you something real quick. A funny oh. meme. Oh, God, um, I'm
0: scared. I'm scared. I know, no, no it's, it's goofy. It's goofy.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know if I'll post it, uh, in the clicks page just cause it has a big old watermark on it.
0: Oh. Um,
1: I mean, maybe I shouldn't just give them obviously give them credit, but uh,
0: absolutely. Oh, what
1: is this? (laughs) Okay, so Uh, the meme is some of the most iconic brother tag teams, and it's just a follow up to what (laughs) what you tweeted. (laughs) So uh, I know everyone listening right now. It's a photo. It's four photos of a collage. It's the Usos, the Hardy Hardy
0: Brothers. Oh, that's fine. And
1: then um, then Brian Cage, Christian Cage, and then Hangman Adam Page and Ethan Page. Well,
0: where's Adam and Michael Cole? (laughs) Ha <laughs> Where does those Yeah, guys? Nah, yeah no.
1: Uh, maybe I will yeah. post this later and just give you know and just properly credit the where I saw this. So
0: that, that's that's great. Or, dude. I mean,
1: honestly, I mean, come on. A lot of these memes you can easily just recreate them yourself. I mean, that's the thing too. So it's not that hard. So, but then again, I don't have the time to making a bunch of memes. I'll just you know copy and paste someone else's and give them credit. That
0: that's rightfully so. Um, yes, yes. Because we are we are with a life. We don't have time to make memes.
1: I know. <laughs> Dude like that I thought about that I was like you know I was trying to think how to make more engagement like on social media it's like you know it took me like okay so if you follow in the clinic on uh, you know Facebook Twitter Instagram you see kind of like the new graphic I was trying to make for promoting uh one of our last episodes the revolution review so uh I was pretty proud of it I'm not very skillful when it comes to Photoshop and whatnot but you know I like to make, instead of just posting a bunch of photos, I was like, let me make a collage and a nice little, you know, graphic at the top and the bottom. So, uh, I might's doing that. I'm, I'm probably going to start doing that uh, moving forward just to change things up a little bit from a, uh, uh, you know, graphic standpoint. So please check that out. Hopefully you guys like it. Give it a like as well. So, uh, but yeah, dynamite man, a lot of stuff to talk about. So just your overall. You know, impression of this show, and then we'll break down everything all accordingly, all the segments and whatnot. But just yeah, your initial just uh, takeaways
0: from it. Dude, I literally say this every week. There are things I liked, there are things I didn't like, and you know, like um, oh my god, the, when we talk about the woman's match, dude, how do you like that? What I just sent you? I know that
1: That's oh, that that, great.
0: That, that would be badass. If uh, it, ooh, yeah, but wow. I mean, dude, it's just. Like, when it comes to the women's division, like, oh, I, I God, felt, dude, I, I'll, I'll save my thoughts about that for when we actually talk about the match. Okay,
1: I, I'm with you. Like, dude, that was I just sloppy. That was bad. Yeah. bad. That was brutal. Like, even like, I was re watching it this morning, and I, you know, my brother who's coming out of the shower was like, dude, Tommy, come look at this. Like, it was uh, the sequence that we watched together. I was like, that's not good. It Even like when Maki Ito was trying to hit Cheetah with the microphone and how just she wasn't hitting her. She was just. And, like, like, you know, making that motion. Should Remember, we just
0: should we just go bad to good? Should we just do that now? <laughs> I mean, we're already talking about it. <laughs> well,
1: no, okay. Well, let's, okay, the main thing from Dynamite this week was the finish. Uh, after uh, the Inner Circle had their War Council, uh, it led to MJF announcing a new faction, a new group, to uh, take out the Inner Circle. So MJF has aligned himself with, once again, Wardlow, FTR, uh, well not once again He's always been with Wardlow But so Wardlow And he's added Sean Spears FTR And Tolly Blanchard To the mix And yeah They're a new faction They took out The Inner Circle So and this got everyone just uh, pumped up. Social media was uh, on fire. People were reacting to this. So uh, as we saw on Revolution, so uh, MJF and, and Chris Jericho lost to the Young Bucks. And then later on in the night in the pay-per-view, they had an announcement during their backstage interview that they want to have a, a, a meeting of sorts to kind of get back on the winning track, a War Council meeting. And so I didn't know that was going to be the, like the last segment of the night so when I saw, you know, watching Dynamite and see all these other matches take place, and I was like, when's the Inner Circle segment going to happen? And then I realized it was going to be the last thing. I was like, oh, damn, that's going to be interesting. And so, yeah, Inner Circle comes out to the ring, and Chris Jericho grabs a mic. And I noticed it was just Jericho, MGF, Santana Ortiz, and uh I was going to say Jack Swagger, (laughs) Jake Hager. And I was like, where's Wardlow at? That's kind of odd he's not there. And we know Sammy Guevara is, at the time, still MIA slash left inner circle. So I'm watching this. I'm like, that's kind of odd. Where's Wardlow? I hope everything's okay. Because whenever you and I, I think we're so used to now, like when we see, um, you know, someone not... um, (laughs) you know not on television we assume the worst maybe something's wrong or sick or something like that especially in the time period that we're living through right now so anyway i see them come out to the ring jericho's more or less you know, trying to we got to get back on our winning ways and he's more or less thinking well maybe the inner circle we need to like uh what's it um you know add a new member mgf grabbed the microphone and says no nah, we shouldn't uh add a member maybe we need to get rid of a member so, what did you think of just that overall kind of like the beginning of that tension between the two of them at first?
0: Well, we knew where this was going. We, we, we like yeah. MJF. He turned. He's kind of like Kevin Owens. He just turns on everybody. <laughs> yeah, <Like> that's, <laughs> that's that's that that's his deal. That's what he does. He he, uh, he turned on Cody, and you know he, we we thought he may turn on Wardlow. We obviously we knew he was going to turn on Jericho, and Jericho's been moving into the babyface realm with people, you know, really just getting behind the song singing recently, the song. And singing yeah. it, yeah. So. Um, I thought oh okay we're finally we're we're finally going we're finally going to do this.
1: Yeah, so Sammy Guevara comes out to the ring to everyone's shock he's like oh here he is. And he's like hey I got uh, video footage to show and it shows uh, uh you know MGF backstage with uh, Hager um and Santana Ortiz and he comes in and he's like more or less confessing his plans Of how he wants to kick Chris Jericho out And become the new leader of the inner circle And it looked like the rest of the guys were on board Give him like little knuckles or high fives Like yeah let, let's do this And so they come out to the ring and MJF is like Hey man I'm sorry I didn't mean to do it to you Like this way And he tells the guys get him And so you see MJF, Hager, Santana, Ortiz uh Start walking towards Jericho and Samuel Guevara And Jericho holds the bat He's, like, ready to swing, and then all of a sudden, Hager, Saint Ortiz keep walking forward, and then suddenly, they spin around, and then all f- uh, five of them look at MJF, and they, uh, Jericho reveals, like, MJF, aren't you an idiot? Like, don't you really, stupid idiot? He's like, didn't you realize, like, we all talked to each other, like, they've been in on it the whole time. They knew that MJF was gonna uh, turn their back on them, and so... Instead, they're like, "We're gonna give you an old fashioned inner circle beatdown." And Jericho pushes him, says, "You're fired from the inner circle." MGF, uh, I I kind of enjoyed, you know, his acting here, a little over the top, like wheelish, uh, being like a weasel, like, "No, no, no, don't hurt me, no, no, I I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to." And then his face turns and says, "I don't want to take over the inner circle. I've been too bu- too busy building my own." And then the lights go down, turns black, and you hear the crowd roaring. And all of a sudden lights come back on, and you see Sean Spears, FTR, and Wardlow in the ring, and the five of them start beating up the inner circle. What a moment that was.
0: I didn't see that. I got swerved. I did not see that one coming at all. I was like, oh.
1: Dude, it's been a long time that we've had like a swerve or a surprise like that that no one anticipated. Listen. There's so many wrestling podcasts out there Trying to analyze every situation I didn't see no one Guess this or anticipated A switch so it literally was A swerve on a swerve How awesome was that we all thought We all anticipated that Maybe the inner circle I think a lot of people coming out of revolution thought the inner circle Was going to turn on Chris Jericho and kick him out And then Jericho become like a baby face And go up against his former members Inner circle Um but no, they swerved, and it's like Jericho's like MGF. We knew you're a rat, so they all turned on him. And I was like, "Oh, great! That's awesome! They're gonna Inner Circle's gonna kick out MGF and beat his ass. That's great."
0: Well, you know, we we all know where this is leading—blood and guts.
1: Yes, I we, think we, so.
0: We we all because this is the match they originally wanted to do a year ago. Yeah, what, a year ago, next week—that's when it was supposed to take place. And you know, like I, I think what a year ago yesterday was like the last dynamite with fans and everything. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that, 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 that is crazy. But, but um, lo- looking at it, this is perfect because, you know, the elites really kind of know more. Cody's doing his own thing and, mm-hmm. you know, Kenny's with uh, Gallows <laughs> and Anderson and we're going to talk about that stuff later. Yeah. But hey, man, this was cool. I mean, just the kind of the visual of Jericho bleeding and, you know, being carried out like, I know, like crowd surfing in a way, yeah. like, like yeah. the rocker he is and uh-huh. being thrown down <laughs> off of the ramp down through the table. It's like, Oh, wow. This is cool. And this was a star making moment. Like, how important does Sean Spears feel right now?
1: First time in how many years since, since
0: he hit Cody with the chair.
1: I mean, if <laughs> even more than, yeah, more than that. I and mean, that, that was the yeah. last time he was relevant. That's what almost two years ago now. Yeah.
0: But I mean, he was really hot. Like when he's doing the 10 stuff, yeah. obviously this yeah. must've felt important. Wardlow looked like an absolute beast. I can't wait for him to be a single star mm-hmm. FTR. You know, this fits them. You know, they can be in a big group setting, but then they can also go do some tag stuff and still kill it. And the, the mentorship of Tully Blanchard, hopefully JJ Dillon pops back in every once and again, you know, uh, and, and does stuff i want, what's their name gonna be like i'm what's their merch gonna look like are they gonna have matching gear like yeah I, I, they probably will because they're old school like that
1: and that's the thing so yeah let's let's break all this down as far as so yeah when uh they started beating up the inner circle so it was kind of amazing i saw someone say on instagram or twitter it's like oh my god mgf went from heel to even more heel like that's so rare that someone can who's already heal add More fuel to the fire and become even More of a heal and that is such a rare Thing that happened right there And so I think it's safe to say inner circle Have turned baby faces Already in that moment so that's very cool gonna be interesting to see how things play out And it makes sense especially because as you said Jericho When he comes to the ring everyone's been singing His theme song for the longest time the Judas song from Fozzie so Overall this was such an awesome segment. Like I said, no one saw this coming. And listen, we saw the rumors for months now that the rumor was there's was going to be a new like generation of a four horseman in AEW. A lot of people assumed it was going to be Cody Rhodes and and FTR and stuff. And we finally saw Some confirmation that something was in the works at Revolution when Spears aligned himself officially with FTR and had the connection of Tully Blanchard. But yeah, dude, then that beatdown was awesome as far as them handcuffing Santana Ortiz and then uh, Tully and FTR, you know, uh, pile driving them into the ground, Wardlow beating the crap out of Hager, MJF just sitting there on that top rope and just like, overseeing the whole thing with that very cynical look on his Directing face. Directing
0: traffic kind yeah, of too. Yeah,
1: that was so good. Just the detail of him like I got, watching.
0: I got Triple H Evolution vibes but kind of watching that.
1: Yeah, just the way he was watching it play out. It's like, yeah, like this is my plan. I'm destroying Inner Circle. And and then, yeah, Jericho busted up and he was crawling, trying to reach for the bat and MJF, you know, uh, stood on or stepped on his hand like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you're not touching that bat. And then they grabbed him, beat him up. And then as you, he hit him with the ring. MJF hit Jericho with the ring, busted him open. And then they went to the top of the ramp and threw him through the table, uh, powerbomb. That was such a great spot there.
0: That dynamite doesn't ring hasn't felt more important. (laughs) Finally. I I know, right? I forgot that was even a thing, but what was
1: great is just that finish felt very attitude era for me as far as ending on a chaotic moment. Listen. I love when an episode of a wrestling show ends with a match and there's a winner and bam, that's the end of it. You know, that's your traditional ending to a show. But it's been a minute where we had like a finish where it ends like on this very chaotic moment. The heels are standing tall and you're like, oh you feel bad for the baby phases and you want like what's gonna happen next but nope in a show you have to wait next week to see what happens honestly
0: it felt like that uh, when Hager debuted in that first episode of Dynamite where the inner mm. circle that's their first night they de- they destroy the elite yeah that, that, you know yep. what I mean you yeah. know, th- th- this is the kind of star power I wanted from right to censor god damn it
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it just everything about this was just so great from the storytelling now what happens next that's yet to be seen how they follow through this and execute this That's yet to be seen. I mean, you touched on this. I I really think this is probably going to lead to Blood and Guts. That's something they've been wanting to do for the longest time. For anyone listening who doesn't know, Blood and Guts was supposed to be AEW's version of War Games, like a War Games-type match. Cage match uh, with a double ring and, you know, two teams going at it. Originally, last year, the goal was Inner Circle versus the Elite. It didn't happen. It led instead to the Stadium Stampede match, which... I, let me ask you this: If it's not blood and guts, would you want to see a stadium stampede match between Inner Circle and uh, um, um, this new group, MJF's Groove, uh, at Double or Nothing?
0: No, no, I think blood and guts really, really fits this better because I the mean, I, cause like I, I'm pretty sure Tully was involved in one of those, right? I'm sure he competed in one of those. Mm. And uh, it, it,
1: war games back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So he can ha- like give like his expertise about you know how to like mm. kind of evade like get it, uh, how to evade the cage and using it to your advantage and yeah. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I mean like w- we got stadium stampede because obviously there were no fans because of the pandemic. Now that more people are out and the vaccine seems to be really rolling out to all age groups, it seems like yeah, yeah. It, it seems like the more plausible thing to do. Now the question is, do you wait all the way till May thirtieth for Double or Nothing to do it? <laughs> That's the, that's I mean, that's well, the real question.
1: OK, well, okay. I mean, if they take their time and do proper storytelling, that that should be plenty of time to lead up to that.
0: But here's another thing, like when you have like the, you could have mixes of like different incarnations. You can have FTR versus Santana and Ortiz. Mm-hmm. You can have MJF versus Sammy Guevara. You can have Wardlow and Hager again. You can have Jericho and Sean Spears. You know there are mix. There are a yeah. lot of mixes you can do, but you don't want to overdo it. You know you don't want to do it all the time, because that you know that's where like WWE. Well- that where they have like mixes of yeah. all these different guys and, and it gets burn boring out. real quick. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to do that. You know, what I said on the bullet cast, keep Jericho off TV. So like, keep him off for a couple of weeks. Like, let's see, like if that happens and
1: then are outnumbered, right? So be inner circle yeah. be outnumbered. So they, uh, uh, okay. So I will say this. So this is a spoiler. well kind of spoiler. I'm not gonna actually spoil it, but um, they already filmed next week's episode, Dynamite on thursday i believe it was and i believe they announced the name of this new faction on that show i'm not going to say what it is because i'm sure a lot of people want to be surprised but make sure you tune into dynamite next week because mjf will announce the name of his new group and so i, I don't want to give any clues i don't wanna, you know, I want you know i want yeah i probably said too much already but anyway just tune in to dynamite they're gonna have a segment and they're gonna break it all down and you know talk about what what their name is so um I'll just leave it at that. So
0: do you you know if Jericho was on that show?
1: I do not know. I mean, I just I saw one video saying that one spoiler. That's all I saw. And I was like, "Uh -uh, I don't want to see anything else. So um, so I'll just say, yeah, I I did not know if Jericho was on the show or not. But I will admit I heard that uh, Jericho Fozzie has a tour in April. So maybe Jericho could be off TV for a bit doing the touring with Fozzie. So that would be interesting as far as maybe if you're saying keep him off TV, this is a good way to write him off for a bit. And then maybe they could play a numbers game where inner circle is going to be down one man compared to uh, MGF's group. And they're going to be constantly getting outnumbered and beat up on. So,
0: yeah. So like that happened on the 10th. I'd keep Jericho off TV and maybe he like he do promos from home. Like he doesn't have to physically be there till like the twenty fourth or the thirty first of this month, mm. and then they give him like another beatdown that's so bad to where he's written off TV, but we know he's touring.
1: Yeah, and yeah. then
0: like, do you know how long the tour supposed to last? Is it uh, all? Of, is it all of April?
1: Let me see. Uh, let me Cause take like, a look because uh, let me check Fozzy's Instagram because you know yeah. any band will like to put put their whole tour schedule up there. Um, I do not see. Hmm. Oh, okay. Let's see. Okay, so I see a post from Fozzie from November last year. Uh, the Save the World Tour. Here's the date. So let's see. They got shows April 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 8th, and 9th, 10th, 11th, 15th. So, okay, so it looks like a little bit like less than a two-week run. And then they got more shows in May for the majority of the month. So if this is still accurate these months later... So it looks like on April, he could probably be off TV for the first couple weeks in April, then maybe come back for um, uh, a couple weeks. And then it says Fozzie's last show is May 24th. Double or Nothing's what, May 31st?
0: It's May 30th.
1: May 30th. Okay. So theoretically, he can probably, maybe he comes back, they take him out. And then he tours with Fozzie for the month of May and then comes back right before Double or Nothing to make a big hero's return or something. You know what I mean? So that could potentially maybe be the storyline right there. And then the rest of the inner circle has to kind of fend for themselves. Maybe Sammy Guevara kind of takes more of the leadership role in that meantime, if, if that makes sense. Maybe that could be something they do. So... Um, but yeah, no, a lot of questions. As you brought up matchups wise, yeah, Santana Ortiz versus FTR, that's going to be really good. I mean, obviously, we know FTR, they're one of the great tag teams. Santana Ortiz, were are doing great things in impact. I know we've been very, um, you know, uh, uh, disappointed in their run so far in AEW as far as them being more in the title scene. But maybe now as baby faces, this would be a good opportunity for them. They get some more opportunities to shine.
0: Absolutely, I want to see. I want to see Sean Spears versus Sammy Guevara.
1: Mm, I, I've always felt sick. like
0: Sean Spears was a, was a very good talent, you know, or, or a good hand, like Cody called him, which said a little chair shot or yeah. whatever. But I've always felt like he was a super good talent that never really got his uh, got his real uh, appreciation. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like now's the time for him to truly shine and show like what he can do. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: So let me ask you this: Are you okay? So now there's five members which is a little bit different. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be four, like a Four Horsemen. Are you cool with five members in a
0: group? Oh, the Four Horsemen has five members, with J.J. Dillon. Well, I mean... You know what I mean?
1: Well, yeah, true, true. But I mean, like, okay, with them, they have five Five, five active
0: active wrestlers, wrestlers, and they have Tully,
1: and that's technically six, so if you want to count... mean, totally is like playing the J.J. role now.
0: Yeah, I I don't know what their name is going to be, you know, (laughs) so I don't think it's going to have a number in it or whatever, but uh, I think that's fine. You know, MJF doesn't wrestle all the time anyway.
1: And what I like is about this group, what you said, the old school thing. MJF definitely wrestles like an old school style. His gear is very similar to FTRs as well. Sean Spears also is very kind of old school as well. Um, And then Wardlow, you know, he wears like the singlet, (laughs) the strongman singlet, so that would be kind of interesting I hope these guys maybe get new gear out It's all kind of matching and represents the group. Um, I'm a little disappointed. I really thought maybe Nick this would be part of this Four Horsemen group, but that didn't happen. Now, let me ask you this. Cody Rhodes, not part of this group. A lot of people were assuming that Cody Rhodes was going to be part of it. For me personally, I am happy he is not part of it, but still weird. Remember, Art Anderson was looking at them. And and, and it was that revolution? He was eyeballing, like scratching his chin, and it pointed. Yeah, I, think- I,
0: I think that was just you know because of the you know oh. the horse the horseman thing, and just, just so, like get, a
1: one time thing.
0: Yeah, you have like old school fans in the crowd, and just like hey, you know, we go way back.
1: So he's like just acknowledging Tolly and JJ. That's yeah, that, that, it. That, okay. that's all that was. So, but moving forward, uh, I am happy Cody did not join because I think I said even last year at some point I was like when the rumors were floating out there. To me, it just did not make sense. Cody Rhodes to be part of any form of a faction that is calling themselves the Four Horsemen or similar to the Four Horsemen. It does not make sense. We talked about this before. Dusty Rhodes, his big thing in the 80s, was going up against the Four Horsemen. So for his son to align himself with the Four Horsemen group doesn't make sense. Even still, I'm I'm still kind of curious why he aligned himself with Arn Anderson when Arn used to go up against his dad back in the day. But that's a whole nother... Story.
0: They probably have a great relationship, you know, from Arn was a producer in WWE. Yeah. So that's probably that.
1: But for me personally, I'm happy Cody is separate, doing his own thing. Now, granted, if this group, MJF's group takes off, maybe down the road, MJF and Cody, who already have history, they can cross roads again.
0: No pun intended. Cody beats MJF for the world title.
1: So, okay, now let's now let's think about this. Okay,
0: I, I've I've pitched this before, where MJF gets his hands on it, and you know, C- Cody like he, like MJF puts up the title, but you have to put up something too. Like you're not in his career because obviously, oh, he'd have to win his title as EVP.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's perfect. I think that's you know, we all know you know behind the scenes what he does for the company, so he can. We you know MJF is a big power trip himself and wants power, and so he can trip, make offers like listen. You put the title on the line and then I can wrestle for the title finally again. Or if I lose, you can have my EVP status. So that would be really cool if that's something they can do down the road. So anyway, I mean, there's a lot of options here, but so it's interesting long term. We have Kenny Omega. I think a lot of people still hope that Hangman's going to be the one to dethrone him eventually, maybe at All Out, if we talked about many times in September. But they got to start building up Hangman. That's a whole separate issue we could talk about. Um, and then, yeah, maybe MJF could take it off Hangman at some point, And then uh, Cody gets it from MJF. So that could be the next year and a half of AEW booking in the main event yeah, scene.
0: let's say Hangman gets it at – or he could get it at one of the specials they do. I, I mm. Actually, actually no, no, let's let's say he gets it at All Out. In front of a crowd. And yeah, in front of a crowd. Let's say MJF beats him at Revel um, Full Gear. And then, you know – Cody takes it from him at Revolution. Those are quick title changes, I know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the history with Cody and MJF culminated at Revolution last year. Was that where? Yeah, that's where MJF beat him,
1: and then uh, he lost the his I... the, the title status. To, to well, no, that, that
0: was at the we first done that full year. Yeah, when he when he wrestled Jerry. Chris. Yeah, but I'm, that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah so And then yeah MJF turned on him That same night as well yeah. So man So much to keep track of already So listen I really enjoyed this segment I loved the way it played out It was so uh, Unsuspected it was just a lot of fun And so now I was thinking But now It's just from Tony Khan And the powers that be From the story point Moving forward How they executed it That's something you and I are going to keep track of, and hopefully they follow through with this properly and it stays compelling and exciting, you know, for months to come now. So, all right, let's go down through the rest of the show itself. Um, let's see. So we had Matt Jackson, uh, taking on Ray Phoenix in the opening match here. Listen, I mean, a fun opening match. You and I, we both know Matt Jackson. Him and his brother, the Young Bucks, they do such high-flying stuff. They very much wrestle that Lucha Libre style. So taking out Ray Phoenix here, it was a great matchup. Um, but I noticed, like, there was just no selling anything. One guy would hit a big move, the other guy would get up and hit another big move back and forth. I was like... It was just nonstop, yeah, yeah, back and yeah. forth.
0: It, it was really PWG style. I, um, a couple spots here, when you know uh, Phoenix does the running on the uh, top rope to yeah. punt the guy in the head. Matt, he he uh, got out of the way. I thought he should have super kicked him right there while he was on the outside. <laughs> he was in the yeah. ring. That would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, Matt did super kick him, and Ray like f- took a bump, popped back up, and injured him. I was like, oh, right.
1: I mean, it was like uh, a oh. lot of spots there where they would hit each other, and the guy would fall and then jump right, right back up. I'm like,
0: yeah, damn. Oh Adrenaline God. is one hell of a drug
1: Yeah alright from a kayfabe standpoint I guess that makes sense but still I'm just like come on guys tell a little bit of a compelling Story as far as one guy You know punishing the other one or something But anyway uh, Ray Phoenix won cleanly Which is a little bit shocking for me I was like whoa so
0: there, like, there's an interesting story you can tell there. Let's say and I, let's say they do Pac versus Nick have Nick lose that one. They're not singles wrestlers. They don't wrestle that so they can lose those matches, but they're they're stronger together. There's a story you can tell mm, there.
1: for the young bucks. Yeah. yeah, so so this is definitely probably step one of what will eventually be their matchup against each other because uh, death triangle. They are uh, number one contenders for the Young Bucks tag title. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm guessing they're going to build up to that. So this was step one of that eventual match. So, hey, uh, nonetheless, I mean, listen, from uh, an athleticism standpoint, awesome, fun match here. Uh, next up, let's see. Uh, all right. So Eddie Kingston, John Moxley cut up a, a pre-tape promo to more or less. Defend what happened at Revolution, the finale of that anticlimatic finish of the barbed wire, exploding barbed wire death match, and just the pyro, and just how lack of exploding, yeah. That's
0: here's my thing, Matt. I heard Sam Roberts say this on his podcast this week. If they hadn't have done the explosion, I think everything would have been fine. You just leave Moxley lying there, the battered warrior who couldn't beat the villain. You just you just go off the air like that. That would have been cool. Or mm-hmm. you know what? You have Mo- you have. Uh, I heard this on Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg. You have Kingston actually get him out of there, and then the stuff goes off, and he was like, "Well, what the hell was that?" Well, we'll hear an explanation mm. on dynamite or something, and you know, Mox and Kingston—they did a good job of like, what the hell was that, you know? But in the end, I got my friend back, you know. And Kingston was like, hey, "I'm sorry, the world title makes you do crazy things," you know. What I- so I thought, yeah. I thought that I thought their promo was good. Now Kenny's on the other hand, they they they, they try too hard.
1: Okay, so yeah, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley—if you watch Dynamite, you know more or less what they said as far as Eddie Kingston, as far as he saw his friend beat up. He ran out there to make the save because he was worried that he was going to explode in the ring. And that's why he went to go cover him. The reason he passed out and was just laying there because everyone was laughing it was like it was an anticlimactic explosion, but yet Eddie Kingston was selling it like he was knocked out. He said he suffered a lot of anxiety in the moment and passed out because as he was running to the ring and making the save, he had flashbacks to when he was younger, he was in jail. The guards were, you know, teasing him that he was going to go to uh, prison, and so all those emotions came back to him in a flashback, and he just passed out from the anxiety. Okay, all right, I'll go with that from a vape story standpoint. He delivered it really good. I like how he's mocking Kenny Omega. It's like you play video games. My hands are scarred up from you know being on the streets. They put it over the fire, and then Moxley jumped in. He's like what kind of explosion was that? That was terrible. Did you guys buy some acne? Explosive which for the younger people Out there act is a reference to Looney Tunes And uh, the explosions That uh, Wile E. Coyote would try to use On the Roadrunner and stuff So uh, I thought that was Kind of funny it was like okay but the reference I think was a little dated but I Got it I grew up on Looney Tunes And then um, they're like You know the fact that it was such a lackluster Explosions like impact must have paid for It meaning they didn't have a lot of money so Okay I, I chuckled at that I was like okay alright alright and then you know John Moxley, as you just mentioned, is like, "Well, I did appreciate you coming out and saving me. I'm glad to have my drinking buddy back." And A King says, "Yeah, I'm not going to let my friend, you know, die on TV or explode on TV." So and he apologized. Yeah, the world title when you go after the world title it makes you do crazy things. So that kind of explains their rivalry last year, and but they're back on good terms now. And then uh, yeah, they more or less told the uh, Kenny Omega and them's like, "Hey." If you're going to flash a weapon, make sure you know how to use it. So I was like, ooh, little little street talk right there. I was like, man, that's, that's intense. But let me ask you this. It was kind of funny how Eddie Kingston said, Kenny Omega is the Joker to your Batman, to Moxley, which I get it. It's like, you know, I, they're trying to play it off that this lackluster explosion. It was just uh uh playing games and trying to get everyone wild up. But in reality... They were they did on purpose anticlimactic because they want to like let everyone down. So are you cool with that? Like comparing J- Joker to Batman to Omega to Moxley?
0: Oh well, what Joker? Are we talking <laughs> Caesar Romero from <laughs> uh, from uh, like Adam West Batman? Are we talking Jack Nicholson? Not Heath Ledger, obviously. Mark Hamill, like 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 Jared Leto. Like what Joker <laughs> are we talking?
1: Um, I mean considering I I, how cartoonish it was by Mark Hamill.
0: No, and I'd go Cesar Romero from okay. uh, Adam West Batman. How cheesy it was. Yeah, yeah the clown <laughs> prince of crime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, for Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, I give them credit for trying to recover from the situation. Pretty cool promo to, I guess, sell kayfabe-wise what happened with that anticlimactic finish. But let me ask you this. And this is something I don't know if you know. I, I posed a question to John LaRocca the other day. Like, what is the point of that big explosion at the 30 minute mark? Like, what is the point of it? Like, is it, is, what is the point of that stipulation? Because the match was over and they still had a few minutes to kill before the explosion happened. So, like, I assume if the match is done beforehand, then you turn off all the explosives. But was that thirty minute explosion? Is that like a timer for like you guys better wrap up the match before? And if you don't, you both explode. Like, Like, I, I just don't get what was that thirty minute explosion
0: for? Uh, it, it didn't need to happen, honestly. Yeah, I
1: mean, that's why I'm thinking is like that stipulation didn't make sense because I okay, I get it. Like, okay, if you guys don't beat the crap out of each other and get this match done before thirty minutes, you're both gonna explode. I get that. That adds some um. um uh excitement to it like uh you know this the sense of urgency but overall like after omega one i was like oh okay so the match is done but the fact they like oh the bomb the bomb is still gonna go off i was like what why what's the point so that's why i'm just still confused of that 30 minute bomber going off so yeah could he avoid it by not having that aspect of that extra stipulation who knows but um so anyway, next up, we saw Cody Rhodes in a squash match defeat Seth Gargas. He beat him with a, a figure four leg lock, and that was done pretty quick. Uh, so then we see Shavani come out and try to interview Cody Rhodes. Um, but before he can, like, really get any words out, we see Pentagon, or excuse me, Penta El uh jump up. He was sitting over at the Spanish uh, commentary booth, and he starts talking to Cody. And he had Alex uh, Abar- oh, I'm I'm butchering his name. He does like usually the uh, Dynamite pre show and the pay per view pre show. He's all over the YouTube page on AEW and he does sometimes the post show as well for Dynamite. So the guy, he was very much part of AEW's commentary team. He does the Spanish announcer team as well. So, uh, you know, him and Pentagon are walking to the ring and, you know, uh, Alex is translating for Penta and more or less calling out Cody that, you know, that he's a better wrestler while he's the prince of of wrestling he's the lord of lucha libre hey
0: hey, i I like that the prince of pro wrestling versus the lord of lucha libre yeah hey hey, hey, i like that
1: and then he said listen if this sure revolution you lost to the six of us or overall six of us in that ladder match but if it was one-on-one i would beat the crap out of you and not only would you have lost but your arm would have been shoulder would have been hurt they wouldn't be able to carry your newborn baby and that set cody off to go chase him down and it led to a brawl. So, what do you think of this whole segment here?
0: Uh I, li- I liked it, but uh, Brandon and I we kind of agreed on this. Alex, what's the guy's name? Alex.
1: Alex uh, Abarrant. Aber- 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 oh my god. Abrahantes. Abrahantes. Um, I I'd hear him say it on YouTube and stuff, but I, I still can't pronounce it properly. Okay, so my bad.
0: Him- let's just call him Alex. Alex A. Uh, Alex A. Alex A. Um. So here's what I would have done. I would have had him be more kind of timid to repeat. Uh the mm. things in English. Yeah. But like like like, no, like, no. like 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 Pentagon say something. And then like, are are, are you are, are you sure you want me to say that? And then <laughs> and then like, oh, okay. I would have had him be more more timid to say things. That's that's my only thing. And the
1: Pentagon would be like grabbing him is like, say it. Say it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, a little tension. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that would have been great. Um but I will admit, and this is something I forgot to mention at the top of the show, I felt like at Dynamite this episode, Dynamite. I felt like they were kind of resetting some stuff and creating a new storylines. And so, obviously, this is one of them. So, what do you think, Cody versus Penta, as like the new direction for Cody Rhodes?
0: That's no, fine. He's not. He can't challenge for the world title. He's been in the TNT title picture. Uh, he he he's not in a tag team. So mm-hmm. you
1: know. Let me ask you this: Do you remember we've seen them wrestle before? APW. Yes.
0: Yes, we we have. That's right. For the. uh, the, uh, Oh, my God. It was like 2017. Oh, my God. I think so. Yeah. No, because
1: like when I saw this, I was like, oh, cool. We're going to get Cody and Penta on AEW television. But then I thought about it. I was like, I think we've seen them wrestle each other before. Yeah. Locally, APW. So I I texted John LaRock. I was like, hey, did they wrestle each other? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I thought we'd seen them. So you and I, we've seen. Cody and Penta wrestle each other locally here in the Bay Area for all pro wrestling. So, uh, we're very lucky. Another reminder why you should go to APW. You see matchups there that could be on television in <laughs> a few years later. So, uh, so uh, it's very cool that they're doing it. So Penta is acting heelish here. And it's interesting. Pac and Ray Phoenix from Death Triangle are kind of. Would you say they're being baby faces? But it's kind of odd because they're going with the young bucks, and young bucks are baby faces. So is Death Triangle still heelish now?
0: I think they're they're tweeners, neutral, whatever.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this matchup. I don't know what's going to take place, but nonetheless, uh, Cody and Penta—that should be a lot of fun. I mean, just the storytelling that they could tell in the ring, and uh, I'm looking forward. To it. And I'm glad for Penta. So it looks like Penta separating himself from his brother, the Lucha Brothers. And he's able to kind of start having more of a singles run. I'm all for it, even though I love Ray Phoenix. I would love to see Ray Phoenix get a singles run at some point, but I'll be patient because let him and Pac do their thing and let Penta be the first one to go. So I'm, I think that's cool. So uh, next up, we saw a promo that I was just so over it. We saw Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy in the arcade. I, I'm not gonna spend much time on. it. They just they want to challenge Miro and Kip to a match and like what an arcade match with all the arcades around the ring and. I'm like, I thought this was done. I was like, quit adding to this. So, I'll
0: move on from that. I'm tired.
1: I'm tired of this matchup. I don't know about you. Is there anything else you want to add to
0: it? Yeah, I liked I liked Miro better when his wife was stolen by the WWE Champion Bobby Lashley.
1: <laughs> I know, dude. She could say she's a good luck charm. She led to like future things for him.
0: I don't know. Well not for Miro mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Which by the way Kudos to her I guess she's in a new movie With Bruce Willis Cosmic Sin Uh That's out Bruce now Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis Yeah, Bruce Willis Which uh we are giving away That movie code Next week uh 107.7 The Bone The Morning Show So if you want to win a movie Yeah Tune in for it I, I didn't realize Until I saw her tweet about it And Miro retweeted it I was like Oh she's in that movie We're giving away movie codes For that next week Digital download So uh I'll have to Uh Uh you may try to promote that somehow. So, um, and then uh, next up, we see once again Tony Schiavone interview Sting. And I don't know about you, man. Like, this, I'm so burnt out. Like, Sting needs to go away for a little bit. I love Sting. I grew up watching Sting, but I'm so burnt out already from the first three months of him. Like, I don't know about you. Do you think he needs to take a little bit of a break?
0: Uh, I don't think we'd be burnt out if he didn't do the same thing like for like nine weeks in a row if he just did something different you know what I mean like that's that's all he has to do
1: I mean it's like it's if he would have used it more sparingly like maybe every other week but I don't know what he's getting paid but maybe they feel like they get their money's worth they have him on TV more often but I'm like come on man but uh He barely said anything Lance Archer comes out with Jake the Snake Roberts And they cut him off And Lance Archer more or less was complaining He says if you won't give us time We'll take time And then Shivani responded well this is Sting time Here right now And then Jake Roberts says we'll see you around I don't know man I'm like kind of confused Is Lance Archer back to being a heel again And like is him him and Sting Are going to have like a program
0: Dude I don't know well Funny, that's actually funny this happened. When Lance Archer was in WWE, his finisher was the Scorpion Death Drop. (laughs) Really? Yeah, that's
1: actually. The actual move?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. You see? When was
1: he in WWE? How long ago? He
0: was on ECW in 2009. Wow. Okay. That's Vance Archer. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's
1: right. And then I remember he had a, a stint in TNA as well, right? I don't remember that. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time ago. <laughs> I don't remember. But the thing also, like, okay, Jake the Snake and Sting, don't they have history in WCW? Like, uh,
0: probably. I, I think so. Like, I was, like, was kind of,
1: but I was like, I kind of hoping they acknowledge each other because they are around the same age. So that's what I was kind of hoping. Dude,
0: but dude, like, it, like uh, is 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 uh, what's his name? Is Archer going to hit him with that black? That black bl- um, mass? No, not black, black mass.
1: is it's, it's art. Alistair
0: Black. B- uh, uh, black hole. No, that's abyss. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, what is the name of uh, it?
1: Give me a sec. Let me see. Lance finishing move.
0: Like if Finish he's not gonna shirt. do, if he's not gonna do that, then who cares? You know what I mean?
1: Um, uh, let's see. Where is it? it um, it's blackout.
0: Blackout. Yeah, it's like a crucifix. It says bl-
1: inverted crucifix power bomb.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like if he's not gonna hit that, like who cares?
1: So I was just like, listen, I know AEW really takes pride on connecting, even though they're a newer company, connecting themselves with the past wrestling history, guys like Tully and and Arn Anderson, Jake the Snake, and making the connections to like WCW and NWA. Like I said, AEW is like loosely the successor, spiritual successor for all those promotions, especially being on TNT. So I hope they acknowledge Jake the Snake and Sting, having some history together that's what i'm hoping for we'll see but i mean listen jake snake and sting are i don't know physically they'll ever mix it up somehow but that'd be kind of interesting uh but yeah anyway lance archer kind of be more heelish i'm a little bummed because i like him as his baby face monster so for him to do a 180 i'm like come on man you just started booking him from the last couple months as a babyface. now you're gonna switch on him again I'm like, this is ridiculous. He'll be having his big show back there telling them to switch the baby face heel again. So I don't know. Be crazy, man. Uh, all right. Next up, we had all ego Ethan Page. So making his dynamite debut, taking on Lee Johnson with QT Marshall. Um, if you're watching live on the East Coast feed, this is where the most of the audio issues took place here. And We joked about that already. Um, solid match here. Ultimately, uh, Ethan Page got the victory after Lee Johnson – uh, was having the, the leg entry or, uh, you know, we saw, uh, Ethan Page, you know, uh, k- pump kick, uh, Lee Johnson in the face and Ethan Page hurled Lee halfway across the ring and then he pinned him and then, um, Ethan Page continued to attack Lee Johnson after the match. Um, he was beat up, you know, outside the ring and QT Marshall just walked away and didn't even help him when he was getting beat up. And then Dustin Rhodes comes out to make the save and Ego, um, Ethan Page walks, runs away, and then Dustin helps out Lee Johnson here. So, the QT Marshall stuff, like, I don't know about you, man. I don't really care about QT Marshall. Like, why is he getting a storyline on Dynamite? Like, I feel like th- whatever storyline you're creating here right now, it could be better served using that screen time for someone else on the roster who c- you can make another star out of. I guess That's, I guess the point that- is made for Lee Johnson.
0: That's true and I think this is all going to lead to Lee Johnson having like a big victory over QT. I think Dustin and QT will wrestle QT will beat Dustin yeah. and then uh it'll lead to like um QT and Lee Johnson having a match. I think they're just trying to do something different. You know, like not use everybody, like not use the like, kind of the same guys. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what's happening anyway. They're well, just trying I- to freshen it up a little bit.
1: Well, I guess QT, I'm already guessing his motivation is he got pissed when Lee Johnson didn't say his name when he was thanking everyone. Uh, was that last month when he had a big victory or whatever on dynamite and got signed and didn't thank QT Marshall, but you think everyone else from the nightmare family. Uh, and then we saw QT and Dustin already having beef at the the battle Royale match from at revolution. So anyway, I'm just like a little frustrated because I'm like QT Marshall, like who cares about him? And if he's mad, like that guy's been mostly on dark for the longest time. And he's not even like a full-time competitor that's compelling like I feel like whatever screen time they're using here they can give that to someone else that's more deserving that's more interesting so anyway uh, moving on we saw Alex Marvez backstage interviewing Hangman Adam Page he comes rolling up in a big lawnmower he confessed that that's what he spent his money on <laughs> what'd you did think you, about did, that? Did you
0: see that video I put on the Bullet Cats Instagram? Uh, yes I did I did You see that's long term storytelling I know dude, this, has that been, is, this has been a year in the making
1: that was great. I love that. As far as for longest for what over the last year, he was making drops or uh, uh, Easter eggs on what being the elite, how he wanted a lawnmower. He wanted a lawnmower. If he had money, he would buy a lawnmower or whatever. So he kept making uh, references to that. So that was great. So did you post that on the Bullitt Instagram?
0: Yes, yes I did
1: Okay, so please check that out So it was cool Then the Dark Order comes running up And they all want to jump on And get some ice cream And then one of the guys couldn't fit Because of the weight limit So they drove off without him So I wonder if, yeah They're going to have that lawnmower more often Oh yeah, even um, Brody Lee referenced He bought six lawnmowers Just to rub it in Hangman's face
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, he did do that Uh, That's probably going to be his entrance now A lawnmower (laughs) Lawnmower. Instead of a a horse
1: So I'm curious how long this whole thing With the Dark Order is going to go for or, I mean he's being the more the goofy angle right now but I still want him hopefully they won't run out of time to build him up to be a legit competitor to take on Kenny Omega at some point I mean that's what I'm hoping for long term I'm, I'm down to enjoy this for the short term but I still want hangman I think hangman could really be like a stone cold type figure in AEW if booked properly
0: by like mid mid to late June or early July, we should yeah. really start building up hangman.
1: Yeah, yeah, so by early summer they really should be focusing on him. So maybe after Double or Nothing, really start focusing on building him up as a as a big time main event or babyface to challenge Kenny Omega. Because I think Kenny Omega can run rough shot on everyone else coming his way right now. And uh, actually, speaking of Kenny Omega, so next up we see Tony Schiavone come out trying to interview Christian Cage, but instead Kenny Omega interrupts, comes out to the ring with Tom Callis and uh, the Good Brothers. And they cut kind a of promo, kind of defending their side of the story about the lackluster main uh, finale. Why? What, what'd you think about
0: it, dude? Look, they they did like they tried too hard. That's that's all they did. They should have just let Mox and Kingston do it. Make like a little like make like a little reference. Like, what'd you think we were gonna blow up this place and then be done with it? That's all you had to do. That's all you had to do was be done with it. And then Kenny could have talked about something else or whatever. And then Kingston comes out there and. And, well, Kingston did come out there and like they were just trying to make fun of him and, uh, they, uh, they were like, Oh, the timer's gonna go off. And like Don covered Kenny or whatever, which kind of reminded, it reminded me of, uh, when CM Punk and Paul Heyman made fun of Jerry Lawler's heart attack. It reminded me of that. <laughs> well,
1: Kenny said, 69 me, Don, 69 me. Okay. Watch the video again. He, oh. he on the mic says, 69 me, Don, 69 me. And Don this is, got on him. Like, this, ah! is,
0: this is why we don't let people just say whatever they want on live TV. This is exactly why. <laughs> yes. Uh, well,
1: no, I was going to say from their standpoint, they're just trying to say that, listen, we know how much you guys want to see Explosion to the finale to that match, but we're not going to give it to you because they're trying to be heels. They're like, we, you know, we're Tony Khan's all about making memories. Well, we don't care about taking care of the fans and satisfying the fans. We're going to take it away from you guys and take, we took that moment away from you. So that's how they're trying to backtrack and explain why it was such a lackluster explosion. And so they're adding a lot to it.
0: Well, I mean, Kenny, he's going to, he might be the impact champion in a little bit anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I know with with that big thing. That's actually that pay-per-views today. It's
1: tonight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I forgot about that. I I
1: uh, might try to try to catch it at some point. I'm curious how this uh, plays out.
0: I know. Let's, let's see Kenny versus Moose.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> we'll see yeah, what, happened,
0: what the finish is. So. Anyway, so, like, they're... uh in, well, How does Christian come out? Like, there's, like, a, a kerfuffle, right? Kingston's trying to fight them all?
1: Yeah, so Kingston's trying to fight uh all four of them. So, Kenny gets in Eddie Kingston's face and calls him out. like, you're not going to hit me. You're going to hit me. Eddie does hit him. And then the Good Brothers attack him. Moxley comes out for the save. They're all a big scruffle everywhere. Then Christian comes out, finally. And... Everyone's outside. Christian grabs the AEW World Championship, looks at it, and then looks at Kenny Omega and puts it down. So already Christian Cage, I guess, first opponent he's going after or challenging is going to be Kenny Omega. So I, I oh and then Kenny comes in tries to take it back and then Christian was gonna try to hit his uh, finisher
0: yeah the uh unprettier or kill switch whatever we're calling it and Don grabs his leg to slide him out of the ring it's actually funny the night before I was playing my PlayStation right now WWE 2K20 yeah. I made a AEW universe and Kenny's my champion and I put Christian in there and they, they and he challenged him I'm like oh maybe maybe maybe, maybe Tony Khan is. It has tapped into my PS4 or something.
1: <laughs> so so, you know, they have a little bit back and forth. So I guess, yeah, Kenny Omega's maybe next opponent is gonna be Christian Cage. I mean, if anything, that's a good veteran for uh to uh Christian to put over Kenny Omega in the short term. So I'd be curious, you know, see how that how that's gonna play out. I mean they're both gonna be I mean, Christian's gonna be good on the mic as well. So Alright, that's cool, I guess. Uh, next up, yes, a trios match taking on uh uh Sheeta, t- uh Rio, Mizunami, Thunder Rosa, taking on Nyla Rose, uh Makiito and Britt Baker. Man, as we kinda mentioned at the top of the show, this was just a complete mess. I don't know about you, man. This was just Mikey Ito Like I was laughing When she comes down. And she starts singing And everyone else Starts fighting I
0: thought, I thought that was annoying I just thought that was Annoying and stupid Like this was just This was all just so bad I mean I like,
1: guess She's just trying to say Like the world could be Like self-destructing Around her But she doesn't care As long as she cares Gets her singing in That's all that matters
0: I guess, but I'm like, like it just it was bad, you know. Like Britt, Nyla, Thunder Rosa, and Cheetah, is a champion. Like they're they're the four probably best workers in the company yeah. for for the women's division, and they were all involved in this uh, chicanery that was just well uh, abysmal. But Maki
1: Ito, she starts uh, hitting Sheeta on the head with the microphone. She like barely hits her. And then like she hits her like three or four more times, not even touching her. And it was such slow motion. It's like, that is
0: bad. Honest- honestly, with singing gimmicks, like if you're not eight in English and you're not three count, I don't want to see it.
1: <laughs> and then, but in the ring, Maki Ito, I felt like she was like, Uh, Botching stuff Not very smooth Even Cheetah was I think moving very slow I mean thank god Thunder Rosa when she came in Made the hot tag She started laying some stiff shots in there Because I think like before that No one was really hitting each other But I mean Thunder Rosa Like I said before AEW sign her As soon as her NWA deal is up Sign her to a full time contract She is Could be your foundation For your women's division For years to come but when she came in At least she started Like like laying into people Stiff shots And started making Some of a competitive Match
0: here Where, Where's Serena Deep been? Where's she been at?
1: I'm not sure What's been going on Maybe they're kind of Holding her off Just I'm guessing Because she's NWA Women's Champion And they're And, and they're
0: uh... Uh, they're uh, they're starting up what next week or a week next after? weekend
1: next weekend yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah i'm
0: excited for that i'm, I'm, I'm ex- the,
1: me too i'm curious I'm, how the whole it's gonna look and I, i'm kind of it's kind of cool some of the names they've been announcing you can see over oh, on, on their a, twitter I, page
0: i have any oh, is it on their twitter or instagram or twitter
1: well, I, I mean i look on twitter so yeah okay. chris masters is gonna be part of it but he's gonna be going by chris adonis so. oh that was
0: my first interview yeah
1: yeah so it be cool man so uh i mean it's not a lot to say i thought this was just a complete train wreck just botched moves nothing was smooth and even at one point Sheeta was like standing there and was like trying to like maybe do a spin kick but she didn't hit anyone and then Maki Ito just ran into her and tackled her it was such a bad move and then at one point uh, Thunder Rosa went up to one corner and Britt Baker did not run up to her so Thunder Rosa had to jump off and go chase her so it was just a lot of miscommunication it was just not a very good segment and I'm sorry I know a lot of people like Maki Ito, but I'm watching and I'm like what is so special about her there's nothing in the ring That stands out like oh she's such a great worker so i don't know if if they want to keep her around long term i don't know i i and then even uh real mizunami like she was doing those same like soft slaps once again like she did revolution i was like that's ridiculous so anyway overall i just was not impressed it was just such bad so let's power through this we saw a private party matt hardy backstage matt hardy pissed at um uh, pissed at uh, 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 Hangman Has his money for the first quarter I thought it would make more sense it should have been the second Quarter because here we are almost We're halfway through the month of March and he says I'll get all my money back starting April 1st That's in two weeks so Theoretically did Matt have to pay him Back pay for the months of January February and now March I think it would have been Made more sense should have been the second quarter So April May And June that's what I'm thinking It would make more sense from a story standpoint but anyway, he was pissed off eating grapes. And if you watch Being the Elite, Matt Hardy was eating grapes there as well. But Matt Hardy's like, listen, I have plenty of money buried elsewhere. Other, so this is just one, what he said, uh, chest or a vault that was taken away from him. He has plenty of other stacks of money elsewhere, but he's like, we gotta make more money. And then he, uh, adds to the Matt Hardy empire. I kind of like that. Is that going to be the name of his, his organization, the Matt Hardy empire? Are you M- cool with that? M-H-E. So uh, he add the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny, which I'm like laughing. It's like, wait, so the Butcher and the Blade, they leave one kind of... um what's the word uh
0: quasi faction to another yeah
1: but there was like it seemed like a bunch of random people thrown together to go into another group of just random people thrown together so you got matt hardy private party butcher the blade and bunny all working together now it's just such an odd pairing overall so i was just kind of scratching my head like what's the point and plus the butcher the blade they just jump around from group to group but then again i guess was it last year or twenty nineteen? Remember, didn't they have that backstage segment in the at the butcher shop that they're like pretty much higher guns? If I remember, correctly. was it MJF who tried to hire them?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, so support being guns.
1: yeah, they're trying to be hired guns. Whoever so maybe, has the
0: most money, that's where they go. So I guess Matt Hardy has the most money. So
1: I guess that's the only rationale I had for this. All right, next up was the TNT Championship, Darby Allen defending against uh, Scorpio Sky. Now. This match was pretty good, you know, back and forth. I mean, Scorpio Sky was laying into uh, Darby Allen. Darby Allen, I feel like every match, he just takes a beating from his opponent. Um, how about you? What do you think about this match here?
0: Uh, it was good. I, I liked it. You know, I didn't know Darby was an amateur wrestler. So now I connect with him on, a, on, a, on another level now. Yeah. He was like, I've, I've seen him just get, like, beat up and thrown around and him throw his body around. I've never, like, seen him really wrestle. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, OK, he can really work. I saw the, the sit out turn ins and the sit out stand ups and then you tried to go for a Peterson and a Gazzoni. I was like, all right, that's what's up. So yeah. They were really wrestling. I thought that was cool. Uh, but I thought the really cool spot he was going for the coffin drop yeah. and uh, Sky caught him with a uh, sit out power bomb. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, all in all, you know, uh, Darby got the he got the dub. Which yeah
1: yeah no it's uh uh, i i i enjoyed this match for the most part i thought it was a good back and forth and it was a darby guy's leg injured at one point and scorpio was working on it a little bit but then uh but my only thing was it was just a basic roll-up though like darby takes this beating and scorpio looks dominant here but then ultimately just on a little technicality as far as scorpio's guy gets rolled up by darby and darby gets the win here and then scorpio's pissed and then he uh uh Starts beating the crap out of him afterwards, so to get some more heat, since he's now this sudden heel. That's my one little issue. Is like last week, all of a sudden he had this new attitude on the commentary booth, and it's just kind of saying, "Oh yeah, he's a heel now." So I feel like it's just a very sudden heelish turn, just out of nowhere.
0: What I would, I mean, with the roll up, like he doesn't really lose credibility because you know he got rolled up. Like, oh, okay, damn, damn, he I, he got me. All right, but like what I would have done, I would have let, let let Scorpio have a rematch next week. And then him lose that like more and more cleanly, we should say. Yeah. And and then like have him attack him. Like have Darby have an interview like in the back, and then Scorpio run up and blast him from behind.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. So Scorpio's guy has lost both his TNT title opportunities the first one against Cody last year, and this one's against Darby. So I guess he's frustrated. That's why he's being more heelish, but he'll beats up. Uh, Darby's leg and he looks at his hands afterward. Like, I guess, is he realizing that his hands are a weapon now? Like, he can use them. I mean, it was kind of funny. He was just staring at him like, Oh, I got he's, powerful he's just, hands. He's
0: going to register them like Bruce Lee did.
1: <laughs> so it's, uh, 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 anyway, I just thought it was pretty funny just looking at that. But anyway, it's just still, I feel very sudden. This heel turn, like what's, the, the point of it, the motivation. So is he officially separated from SCU? Who SCU we saw early in the night, you know, watching the Young Bucks or Matt Jackson's Ray Phoenix match. So, it, it, but yeah, there's no explanation of why this heel turn on Scorpio Sky. So hopefully they flesh this out some more. That's my one issue. They'll change things on a dime and don't explain anything. We see that with Lance Archer. We've seen a lot of stories just fall through shortly. Cause remember, even last year, was it last year Wardlow? was pissed off at MGF and almost was like hinting at a baby face turning and beating the crap out of MGF, but that never happened. So I feel like they stop and go a lot of stories, but don't follow through on it. So I hope this one Scorpio Sky, okay, if this direction you're gonna go, please explain what happened, why we're at this point.
0: Well, we all know T- Tony Schiavone is going to interview him in the middle of the ring next week. That's just what happens. <laughs> and he'll
1: just cut a promo. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, last segment was the, the war council for the Inner Circle. and We went into detail about that at the beginning. Um, so, like I said, some good, some bad. That's kind of typical AEW Dynamite show. I think the way the show ended was great. It got a lot of people talking. And hopefully, yeah, we'll see a lot of people, you know, tune in next week and they follow through up on that. So um careful. There are spoilers online for what happened. It was taped. So, you know, if you want to be surprised, please do your best to avoid that. Just enjoy the show next week. And yeah, here we are now on the road to uh, Double or Nothing coming up in May. So uh a lot of stuff to look forward to. Hopefully over the m- month of March and April and May. So. Uh, I like this time of the year, man. So much going on between AEW and then NXT, WWE, WrestleMania. So good stuff, man. So, all right, let's start wrapping things up. Philip, where can all the clicksters find you online?
0: You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram, Instagram, at HeelAntoine, H E E L A N T, H E E. L <laughs> A N T W I N E, uh, and then uh, follow us, uh, the BulletCast, on Instagram at BulletCast on Twitter, the BulletCast on YouTube. Email us BulletCast2 is in the number two suite s w e t at gmail.com. Um, first time the Bulletcast title has ever been defended that many times in the span of one week. Both nights of NXT Takeover, standard delivered. Both nights of WrestleMania thirty seven. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. I'm excited. I'm looking to win back the title for a twelfth time, and I'm looking to keep it all three days. I think you know what I. If I can do that, I'll be the greatest champion ever. Then we can retire the title.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Now I'll make my
1: own title. I'll get I'll have like I'll hire someone like Eric Bischoff type person, oh. bring it out to me in a briefcase and just give it to me.
0: Oh man, you want the you want the NWA TV title I got over here? My <laughs>
1: hip <laughs> West Coast design. Get my yeah, tax return he, and get hey, my belt made.
0: Hey, he's wor- he's working on quite a few of them right now. You gotta gotta wait in line, buddy.
1: I know, dude. It, more power to him. That's awesome.
0: Absolutely. He, he's killing it. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, stay quarantined. Diamonds are forever. So was the microphone messiah.
1: Now, I'm Baby Huey Follow me on Facebook At Baby Huey Official Twitter and Instagram At Baby Huey 83 At In The Click For Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as well Please subscribe to us on YouTube I'm going to catch up Hopefully tonight or tomorrow At some point Just uploading a bunch of Recent audio clips as well Remember subscribe to In The Click On your favorite podcast platform If you listen to us On Apple Podcast, Please leave us a five star rating Leave us a comment A review That helps with the algorithm Especially people If they're searching for A wrestling podcast to listen to if they see those reviews that hopefully give them more motivation to subscribe and listen to us on a regular basis and thank you once again for all the continued support clicksters get the merch go to the link in our bio on either facebook twitter instagram and get the merch in the click merch i i we should work on some uh maybe new merch designs you know philip i was thinking yeah, i got the in the click Shirt the original one but I kind of Like how you know when you and I talk We all you like to say ITK So maybe I was thinking maybe like an ITK shirt kind of like an abbreviation But maybe in the same style Of our our graphic but do it ITK Like that so abbreviated version of that That's one idea I had so anyway I'm already throwing Out ideas out there so maybe you and I can Brainstorm or something so On that note let's go Home and that's the bottom line because Huey Said so